stay curious, you know? Don't ever get comfortable with the medicine. I mean, the moment you think that you know something, it's, you know, just that's when things get boring. So just kind of like definitely think outside of the box. And the last thing is that it takes a village to heal. Like I think doctors have this unfortunate kind of tendency to have an ego of where, you know, they, they can do it. They, they're the only ones who could potentially do it, but it really does take a lot of like lots of other people to actually get the patient well. So just stay curious. Well, hello there. It's Dr. Nicoletta with the Millennial Doc Podcast. I'm a physician, dermatologist, lifestyle entrepreneur, mama in medicine, and confidence success strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring guests, lifestyle, relationship, and business tips to help you consistently take action, act confident, and live an abundant life. Step out with confidence and get ready. All right. Hey, Dr. Alice Wynn. I am so very excited to have you on the show today. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me. So I'm so excited, everyone. Alice Wynn is actually a naturopathic doctor as well as medical director at Stark Fitness, which we will go into. But first, before we get started, I always start with a rapid fire review of some questions of, so my audience gets to know you quickly. Is that all right with you? Yeah, totally. Okay. Where did you grow up? West Covina, which is in the suburbs of LA. I do know where that is. Yes. Where are you currently? Irvine right now. Irvine. Okay. And then how long have you been there? Almost three years. Three years? Mm-hmm. What is your favorite quote? That's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a hard one. Oh, shoot. Extraordinary feats can only be achieved through extraordinary efforts. What do you think that one of your superpowers is? Well, <laughs> um, hmm, that's a very good question. I do three forms of martial arts. So any of those kind of martial arts skills. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. We'll go into that a little. What is one of your favorite, whether it be medical or non-medical books that you last read? Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. By Bruce? Lipton. Okay. Who is someone that has changed your life? Man, so many. (laughs) The grandmaster of my karate, who is unfortunately no longer living right now. And what is one of your all-time favorite accomplishments so far? Just starting this practice, my medical practice at Stark. An awesome, awesome thing. Awesome. And where did you go to school? Which one? College and then graduate school. Went to Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. And I went to Bastyr University in San Diego for a medical school. And what is something that you do every day to build your confidence? Do you use an app or what is your practice? Depends. It's, um, I usually choose between three different themes. It's either forgiveness, gratitude, or mindfulness. And again, depends on what I'm lacking that day. I will basically focus on a guided meditation on those three topics. So awesome. with a particular Buddhist med- teacher, meditation teacher uh, named Jack Cornfield. He's my favorite. So he has a lot of guided stuff, recorded stuff that I listen to. Awesome. So I know you're into, of course, health. Now, when it comes to exercise, what do you do for exercise? What is your favorite, you know, exercise? Right now, I do a lot of strength training. And my favorite, my singular favorite exercise is the deadlift. 
the barbell deadlift. Oh man, I do not like that. <laughs> but oh, it does. No, it's amazing. <laughs> you, um, um, it's, it's a great one. You should definitely an exercise that you need some guidance in. A really mm-hmm. great coach to guide you and make sure that you're doing it right. But once you do it right and everything is working properly, it's one of the most amazing exercises you can do for your for your body. Awesome. And what are you really grateful for today? I'm grateful I get to chat with you today. Yay. Yay. Okay. So let's get started talking about really how and when you decided to go into naturopathic medicine. And do you have any family members who went into it or what really went? Tell me the journey and the story behind that. So it it was a very kind of weird, indirect way. My undergrad was actually in psychology. So, but it wasn't in, I had no interest in therapy. In fact, I thought it was a little bit too nebulous, not too specific. So when in my undergrad, I decided to go more down the biomedical route, which, you know, did a lot of research in neuroscience, neuropsychology, you know, we joined a, a student research team that really kind of examined the role of hormones on cognition. So we did a lot of rat studies back in the day and, you know, and those poor Poor little animals, we, you know, did a lot of hormone manipulation with them. So after I graduated from my undergrad, I decided to move to Japan. And that was when I actually got into martial arts. So I was teaching English in like the, the countryside there. That's where I met one of my teachers, my senseis, who was in the health field and really kind of influenced me in going into, just basically examining that, going into that field. So when I returned back to the U.S., then I you know, started taking my science, my pre-med prerequisites, and went towards the path of actually applying to a regular medical school. Now, during that time, I did intern with a medical doctor for uh, like two to three years, uh, and there was something that didn't sit well with me in the regards to, you know, she was a brilliant doctor in Los Angeles. Uh, really respected her. She was part of the community, did lots of great things. But I was a little concerned. Like she, she ran herself into the ground. Like she really had to work really hard to support her family. And I just didn't feel like I, I wanted to, to go down that route. So I did apply to school, but I, I kind of sabotaged myself, actually. I was just like, oh, I don't know if I really want to go down this route. I didn't get in. And the first round, I was just like, okay, well, I tried. And in fact, I would rather go down the prevention route instead. And I was like, well, why don't I just become a trainer? So that's what I went down. And it was kind of interesting. So I became a trainer at Equinox in Santa Monica. And I don't know if uh, your listeners are familiar with the company. But it's a higher-end gym. They really do value education and, and all of that in regards to their trainers and training smart, working on prevention, you know, health optimization and whatnot. So I was there for about five years. And during this time, it was kind of interesting. My managers were like, well, you, you know, you're pre-med, applied to medical school. You must be somewhat intelligent. You can figure things out. So why don't we just toss a bunch of like really hard cases at you? So during this time, I became very, it was one of those sink or swim situations. They would give me these, these uh, clients who either had knee, hip, back pathologies, and then on top of it, they either had celiac disease or lupus. And, it's, and you know, I actually had one client who had the vaginal prolapse, 
I remember clearly, like I, like, I remember clearly during that time, you know, my manager's like, so this person has this, this, and that. And I was just like, prolapse. I'm like, what, well, what is that? And they're like, well, essentially anything that could fall out could fall out. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so a lot of it was just, I, it was either I learn how to help my clients or I don't. So it got to a point where I felt like I needed to learn more. Like I felt like my hands were tied. So I looked into uh, potentially going into DO school and applying and just basically trying again with medicine. And my mentor at the time said, oh, you know, I think you should look into naturopathic medicine. And at the time I was like, naturopathic, what? I've never heard of it before. And he was like, just look into it. They have a very interesting approach when it comes to medicine. They're going to teach you how to look for the root cause and treat that instead of symptoms. And you will have, of course, you know, the other tools in your box, but it's a different way of thinking. So I looked into it and I thought, oh, this is cool. I uh, found out that Bastyr, which is one of the main accredited uh, naturopathic medical schools, was opening a branch campus in San Diego. So the original campus uh, is, in fact, uh, in Seattle. And I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I think I'll do it on San Diego. And uh, I'm, an, I'm a SoCal girl. I cannot handle <laughs> cloudy days for months on end. So that's when I joined, you know, of course, the school, part of the inaugural class. And uh, about seven years, here I am now here at Start. Wow, what a journey. <laughs> it was a very, yeah, it's a very strange, convoluted journey in and out. And But I mean, it was definitely an interesting journey. I was wondering when you were at Aquinox, that was, I know which one that is. It's on the corner, I think, in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah, yeah second, I love that one. Santa Monica. Yeah, I, I love Santa Monica. It's like where I want to live. So, but like, what were they exactly, they were putting you in situations at that time to, what was their goal with that? So a lot of the clients, so my client base back then, they, again, they were either, you know, they were post-surgical or they had pain and they just wanted to learn how to move again, uh, move better. So I, uh, during this time in, uh, this is like the late 2000s, there was a, a huge kind of movement that was starting called like the full functional movement training sort of thing. So I got just, I started to go to seminars, workshops, mentored under a very, very smart uh, strength and conditioning tr uh, coach who specialized in bridging the gap between rehab and performance. So I just became really good at identifying movement pattern kind of abnormalities, addressing that, and then getting them to move pain-free again. So yeah, like again, if a person had, uh, I had one patient who had a horrible skiing accident where his knee was completely shattered. He went through some PT. The problem with PT is that, you know, they're going to get you well to a particular point and then they kind of release you and, but they're not going to really get you to be able to squat or to deadlift or to do pull-ups again. So there is a special kind of group of people who can bridge that gap between PT and performance. So, but again, the, the other people came, they're like, yeah, I have lupus. That was the first time I came across an autoimmune disease. And I was like, what is that? Did they have just like skin changes or did they actually have like also all the joint symptoms of lupus? All as well? the joint symptoms, definitely. <laughs> no skin changes, but yeah, joint fatigue. And it was just one of those things I've never heard of it before. Yeah. So uh, I had to learn. I had to go and see what was going on. And interestingly enough, you know, that autoimmunity is something that I deal with. Uh, day in and day out here at Star. So, you know, that's also a very kind of interesting part uh, of what we do here at Star.
Okay. And who was your mentor at that time? Was it another naturopath or who, you know, the one you had said who had told you to look into that? Uh, He was actually a functional medicine practitioner. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So he did the, uh, the IFM, uh, he was an IFM CP, I believe. And he was also, so he had a master's in biochemistry, a PhD in exercise physiology, and like a master's in genetics, you know, so mm-hmm. also like this gigantic, like he's from New Zealand. He actually lives in New Zealand right now. His name's Peter Rouse. And he was very instrumental in at least introducing functional medicine to me. And then that led me to natural medicine. But he was the one who, in fact, uh, fixed my deadlift. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, this, again, it's a weird path, but so I was competing in martial arts and karate this entire time as well. So on top of, you know, doing my pre-med prerequisites and becoming a trainer and all that stuff and all, you know, I uh, was actually going to Japan and competing and I met him and I said, listen, I really want to be as strong and as fast as possible when I go to Japan. Like yet again, just trying to bridge that gap between me who started this martial arts in my early 20s versus a bunch of Japanese competitors who've done it since they were three. So, you know, the Japanese don't strength train. That's kind of their weakness there. So that's why I was okay. So I went to the strength coach and, you know, he basically identified that I had uh, something called, uh, back in the day, he called it dead butt syndrome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> so I tried to, try to, to tell that to like a, like a, already a trainer who's been doing it for about two years. But anyway, it was backing up for about two years. I could not get it. Couldn't figure out why. Like it wasn't a mobility issue. I, my form, if you looked at it, it was fine. But if I tried to pick up a 30-pound dumbbell, you, I would feel it in my lower back right away. And I all, like, right off the bat, I knew there was something wrong with that. So I never pursued it. So, you know, he was the only one who was able to figure it out. And it was all neuromuscular kind of imbalances that he addressed. And, and since then, and this was back in 2009, I have not been injured doing a deadlift. So, but yeah, but uh, during this time of me training with him, he would then tell me, of course, all the functional medicine concepts and uh, eclectic labs and nutrition and supplementation. So it was, it was a very interesting time with him for about probably uh, close to three years before I actually went to medical school. Wow, that's a really exciting. I plan to do functional medicine after I'm done with residency. Yeah. So I'm super into it. And I definitely have always just wanted to, just haven't had the time yet, of course, but after I'm done with this residency. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I highly suggest it. You know, it's, it's a great group of, of doctors, dentists, you know, nutritionists, chiropractors, and I would come across a lot of functional medicine doctors even into uh, medical school. So oh, that's great. In, uh, in medical school, uh, we were lucky to have uh, Dr. Dottis Karazian in as our neurology of professor. So he is a functional neurologist, a chiropractor originally by trade, but currently is he is uh, doing a lot of research with Harvard in regards to the gut, immune, and kind of the neurological interactions. That's awesome. Um, yeah, he's another guy who's pretty instrumental in kind of like how I look at medicine. That's wonderful. So currently you are, um, of course, the head of the performance medicine department at at Stark, which is a Southern California based, I don't know if my listeners are familiar, it's a Southern California based facility that is health and fitness industry leader. So if you could go into more about Stark and what your involvement there is and how you got started there and that journey. 
cool. So Stark is a pretty amazing creation. The the uh, the baby, the brainchild of uh, of, of a CEO named uh, Todd Vandehei. So. In the future, if you'd like to chat with him, I think it'd be a great idea. He's not a doctor, he's not a trainer, he's not a nutritionist, he's not a chiropractor, but he pretty much has brought together this team of coaches, nutritionists, chiropractors, and of course myself to collaborate in treating the patient. So this is a very, very, again, I've been in at least the health and fitness field for the past 10 years. I've heard of some facilities where they have something maybe similar, but each of the kind of uh, specialties are very siloed off. So there's very little communication that's happening between, you know, the different kind of departments. Here, we all get together and we work as a team. So what it looks like is that a person, uh, if they did our comprehensive kind of an intake, which we call the ultimate, would come in and it's a two and a half hour intake. They will see me where I will basically do a medical intake to see what's going on internally. Then they go do their lifestyle intake with our executive coach. And then they will go get a functional movement screening and analysis. And then finally they will get their orthopedic assessment with the chiropractor who's also an ART specialist. So that's an active release therapy. Now- What, what is that? Repeat that? Uh, 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 ART, which is active release therapy. Oh, okay. So it's a pretty uh, kind of intense manual therapy modality that the chiropractor is very good at. So depending on the goals of the patient, and most people coming here, they will you know, have the goals of weight loss, for example, or improving their blood chemistry or whatnot. Depending on what the patient's goals are and what we find in intake, then a few people will take the lead. So again, if it's more of an orthopedic situation, the chiropractors will take the lead. If it's more of an internal medicine thing, then of course I will take it. But this entire time, the communication is very fluid. It's very dynamic, real time. And of course the coaches are actually, in my opinion, and I guess this, this is me uh, having a bias, they are the ones who have the most, the, the greatest therapeutic alliance when it comes to you know, dealing with the patients. So it's really great. We've, um, I do see about 60% men here, which is unusual for a naturopath doctor, by the way. We mm. usually see a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> but, with, but here, again, the, just the nature of the business and the nature of the clientele we have here, we do have a lot more men. So we've been able to see reversals in diabetic markers and uh, cardiovascular markers within three months. So it's a very, very comprehensive approach and we keep the patients accountable. Now, if like, for example, I prescribe some su supplements and they're training with a co their coach and the coach is like, oh, I think I, you know, there's something up with my sleep or something like that, you know, maybe it's coming from the supplements. Then the coaches will basically ping me immediately and I will be able to actually reach out to them and say, okay, let's try to diagnose what's going on right now. So we do test a lot. We test depending on how bad the lab markers are that I see about three months. If it's not so bad, six months. And yeah, we just kind of go from there. But, it's, a, uh, it's amazing that you all work so together. Just, you know, it's all there. You know, if you need to see the chiropractor, if you need to see the lifestyle coach, everything is just there in that one facility, correct? Yeah, it's a one-stop shop. And yeah. uh, this is, and, and again, if you ever chat with Todd Bandhai, this is out of his own experience. He used to have a lot of like kind of health problems that he's actually very open about. He, if you, um, 
you know, he has an Instagram where he has a quite a strong following, but he was just really frustrated with how his healthcare was when he was in his thirties. And he kind of figured out, he's like, well, if I'm experiencing this, I'm pretty sure someone else is also experiencing this as well. And he wants to really kind of uh, basically change the face of health and fitness in our country right now. So there, you know, it's, as you might know, kind of like the human condition is very complicated. You know, health and fitness are things that are very, very difficult to actually deliver. So you need a team of people to assist in delivering this. And what's great, I do love about the team, and Todd has, has you know, handpicked most of us, at least uh, the more of the executive group. Ego is something that we have to kind of leave at like outside so to speak again if it's not my call uh, to do something or to take charge in a case then i'm gonna have to be okay with that and i'm totally okay with that and i do trust my other teammates to take care of the patients and care for the patients as much as i do so hmm. and do you see patients every day or every day or other days for research or uh how is your time divided there Oh my. <laughs> so I'm, uh, on average, I'm here between eight to 10 hours. I'm seeing patients most of those, most of that time. Uh, I do carve out some time, about three to four times a week to, to train myself because, you know, we, we have some core values at start. One of it is, is live it. So, you know, we have to walk the walk and uh, really kind of live the values that we are trying to kind of influence in our patients. But I do, uh, I'm, I'm quite busy uh, between seeing patients, basically uh, also doing IVs, and also because of the amount of uh, tests that we run, sometimes I will come across things where I'm like, oh, what is this? This is very unusual. And that will require some research time as well. So yeah, but most of the time, yeah, we do spend a lot of time uh, doing patient and also, tell me more about the involvement in the, with the community that um, you were... So, uh, one of the uh, kind of str uh, the strategic uh, branches of Stark is to, again, improve the quality and the life of our community. So, we do uh, engage in a lot of philanthropic work. So, every year, we actually accept a group of nonprofit CEOs where we will treat them and train them for free, or at least a very, very nominal amount. And this is so that we can, and again, nonprofit CEOs do not have the disposable income that is, that is you know, uh, that we typically see in our typical patient base here. But we want to make sure that, you know, the community is taken care of. And as, if the CEOs are getting healthier and being taken care of, then hopefully we can influence the community as a whole as well. So people in their company, the kids that... And it's just, again, it's all, a lot of it is, is um, so just to name a few, there's like a CASA, this is the Court Appointed Special Advocates. So we, uh, we, we train the CEO, at, uh, at least in the OC, you know, we give our services for free for that CEO and a few others as well. This is the third year that, you know, this is the second or the third year that we're doing this. And that usually includes, like I said, free training certain amount of free chiropractic sessions and uh, a free intake with me as well as, you know, uh, IV therapy and supplementation as well. Are there, I've heard a lot in California, at least it's more popular than where I'm at, but kind of like the IV, you know, where they have different vitamins go via like IV minerals via IV route. I don't know what they call it there in Southern California. Do you have that there? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, IV therapy for sure. 
were not like the kind of walk-in ivy practices that you would typically see. So those, uh, first of all, in order to even receive IVs from me, you have to have lab testing, for sure. So I have to do a full intake to see, first of all, is there any sort of like liver or kidney issues that I need to be aware of that would be contraindicated for the patient? Mm -hmm. uh, second of all, um, we do a pretty comprehensive micronutrient panel each patient so that I could tailor the IV bag specifically to them. So a lot of the um, kind of the, the walk-in practices out there uh, are going, you know, they're not going to be able to put in a lot of nutrients into the bag. So it's mostly for hydration status. Whereas here at Stark, we, it's going to be very therapeutic. So we will use it to reduce things, reduce cardiovascular risks, for example. One of the best ways to, re to reduce a particular protein uh, called homocysteine is through IV therapy because again, it depends on the patient if they have impaired gut function or anything like that. They're not going to be able to absorb a lot of their nutrients through either their, their supplements or their food, not as well. So we bypass that whole mm. impairment by going straight into the vein. Now, there are, of course, more specialized things like IV uh, heavy metal chelation or high-dose vitamin C for cancer, for example. But that's actually not what we do here at Stark. My population is not so, that's just not my, pop, my patient population. Here. Okay. So um, mainly like you would, um, you, would you get a kind of one micronutrient intake that shows like your levels of selenium and all the minerals and all that. And then that's amazing. That's something yeah. that I want to do. I want to do a micronutrient profile of myself. <laughs> it's it's uh, Vibrant America actually does, a, you know, a there were two companies that do the micronutrient adjustment. It's SpectraCell and Vibrant America. I currently use Vibrant America. It's, uh, I mean, yes, it's going to go through the whole bees, the fat solubles as well, and the amino acids, branch chain amino acids, and also the essential fatty acids, so omega-6s and omega-3s. So that has been really helpful in, for me to prescribe and be more specific when it comes to supplementation. I really don't like throwing a lot of supplements at patients. Um, in, in a perfect world, like I would prefer that my patients get their nutrients from their food and from the sun. But, you know, again, uh, because of preference, for example, like CoQ10 and B12, you're going to find high levels of that in organ meats, like liver, heart, and sardines. Now, your typical American is not going to eat that. <laughs> it's a game that I play with all of my, my patients. I sit there and I tell them where kind of like the food sources are. I look at them and I'm like, are you willing to eat this? And they're like, nope. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. So you either do this or we supplement. So again, it allows me to be much more specific than doing like a shotgun. Do you feel like you have a large vegan plant-based population of, for your clients or is it like a mixed? No, we, I currently only have two vegetarians or vegans in, uh, in the whole of Stark. So everyone else, we encourage a pretty balanced diet. Now, initially, we do want to encourage extremely clean protein as much as, poss uh, as, much as possible. So, you know, it's just, it is a strength and condi a condition facility. There is a lot of research that basically supports that a higher protein diet will, it regulates blood, blood sugar and, of course, it helps with body fat composition, which body fat composition or the reduction of body fat is going to be one of the top goals that we have here. And, of course, since the patients are engaging in resistance training, they need that amino acid pool to rebuild their muscles, especially you know, after um, the workout. 
So we actually don't see too many vegans in, in my practice, although that's also quite unusual for me, you know, since a lot of naturopathic medical doctors, uh, kind of like the stereotype is that we're like a lot of us are vegetarian. Oh, I see. We're <laughs> actually a mixed bag. Uh, yeah, but me, I'm, uh, again, be, coming from a strength and conditioning background for the past 10 years, I tend to be much more protein-centric and more mm-hmm. muscle-centric as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think about um, having undenatured whey protein, basically protein, like before bedtime to help you restore your muscle and, and also sleep better? Do you recommend that or what do you think about that? Well, so whey protein is excellent, especially if it's grass-fed. Like a non unpasteurized is actually what I prefer. Mm-hmm. We do run a food sensitivity, an IG, um, an IgG and IgE panel to see what might be upsetting the person's kind of uh, di- you know immune system in their digestive tract. Unfortunately, I find that whey tends to be quite mm, yeah allergenic, or, or at least people tend to react to it. If the patient doesn't have any issue with whey, I am a big, I, I'm a total supporter of it. So whey protein is one of the greatest sources of glutathione, which mm-hmm. is your master antioxidant, your master detoxifier. If you are able to tolerate it, I'm totally for it. Awesome. Uh, and also other question, do you incorporate, as a, from a nutrition standpoint, do you incorporate intermittent fasting at all with the clients? I mean, sorry, with the patients? It, it depends. If they're able to tolerate it, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, if you were to go into start, the, you know, you're going to be asked to eat a good amount of protein. Now, and we will take a look at your macronutrients. We will also look at your, uh, your caloric intake, your total caloric intake as well. So uh, again, that is, you know, after we, we've done all the initial intake, then the patient will meet up with uh, the nutritionist who will tell them specifically how much fat, how much carbs, and how much fats and protein they should be eating. And of course, the total calories that they should be also taking as well. So we do focus on food tracking here. Now, if the patients can fit all of their, you know, macros and calories within a particular window, then I, we do support that. But uh, just to give you an idea, so I'm 130 pounds. I'm asked to eat 130 grams of protein. Now, I lift and I lift pretty heavy about three to four times a week. I have noticed that if I do not eat that amount of protein and I lift and I work the way that I do, my hormones will actually start to, to take a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my thyroid will actually start to take a hit as well. So if I don't make sure that my nutrient content is there. So, you know, for me to be able to get 130 grams of protein, 1800 calories, 100 grams of carbs, 100 grams of fat within a small window, that's really, really difficult. So for me, Personally, I do have to take either between three to four meals a day in order to get that all in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but our patients, again, very similar. Like, you know, if they, if they can get that all in, that's great. But if they, you know, can't, then yes, we do have to space it out a bit. So. That's awesome. Well, I have so many amazing questions here. So tell me more about your, I guess, what is your what, what does your life look like in the next, I don't know, five to 10 years? Where do you see yourself living? What do you see yourself continuing to do? Is there any new adventure, something that's on your mind that you'd you know, love to get into? So the CEO of Stark would love to have third starts in 10 years. <laughs> how many, wait, how many? 30. 
Okay, yeah. and, and there are so far? There's two. Okay. <laughs> so, so we just opened our second location in Newport Beach uh, in January. Oh, okay. So, you know, in, uh, we're in the process of establishing uh, Stark as a residency site for naturopathic medical doctors. So that oh. one is, is in the works. We're trying to figure out, like, how many doctors are required for each location. It looks like right now perhaps one doctor per location. So eventually what will happen is that I will direct, of course, that group of doctors. So we're starting there. Todd Vandehei would like to have one in, one in, in every major city. So again, it's just going to be pretty interesting. Los Angeles, I would love to come back to my hometown. That's, you know, where I'm from. And especially Santa Monica, just like you. Yeah. <laughs> I lived there for you know, at least the west side of LA for 10 years. And I all, like, it's, it's, I have a particular love for that part of LA. I love, again, I love to travel as well. And I spend, uh, as of right now, a bulk of my kind of investments go into continuing education. I love, the human body is, is forever fascinating. Research is, um, you know, elucidating lots of new things about how we operate, how we function, how we could live longer, how we could uh, perform better. So you know, that's going to be a lifelong thing for me. Teaching has always been something that's great, uh, that I enjoy doing. So again, having new doctors on board is going to be a challenge, but also something that's going to be really enjoyable as well. Exciting. So, you know, I know. It's just, we, I never thought that I was going to be this deep in internal medicine. When I was, you know, still, uh, again, my original background was in strength and conditioning, uh, physical medicine. In medical school, I got really into uh, what's something called regenerative injection therapies. So uh, platelet-rich plasma, prolo, stem cells uh, for orthopedic issues. And didn't really think I was going to get into internal medicine the way that I did, but the fact that we are able to get people well so quickly, I mean, that's a dopamine hit. And for any doctor, in fact, I think we all want to get our patients well. Mm-hmm. So the system works extremely well, and I, I just really, really look forward to continuing this and expanding it as much as possible. Amazing. Well, last question. Anything else you want to leave my Millennial Doc listeners with? Any last thought, phrase, anything? Stay curious. Don't ever get comfortable with the medicine. In the moment you think that you know something, it's, you know, just uh, that's when things get boring. So just kind of like definitely think outside of the box. And the last thing is that it takes a village to heal. Like I think doctors have this unfortunate kind of tendency to have an ego of where, you know, they can do it. They're the only ones who potentially do it, but it really does take a lot of like lots of other people to actually get the patient well. So just stay curious and be open to working in a team and integrate with other professionals. Wonderful. All right. So stay curious, think outside the box and work together as a a village so that we're able to take care of our patients um, one patient at a time. So thank thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Let us know what you love by tagging at Dr. Nicoletta and also at alicewin.nd is uh, Dr. Wynn's Instagram. So thank you so much for being on today and her link to their website as starklife.us. So I really enjoyed having you on. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Millennial Doc Podcast. 
I am so thankful for your support and hope you receive inspiration today to discover a better you, better health, and your best life. It would mean the world to me if you can take a second to share this episode with someone you think would love it. For free resources and inspiration, head over to drnicoletta.com and make sure to follow Millennial Doc Podcast on Spotify and subscribe on iTunes. And it would mean so much to me if you left a five-star review of the show. As always, step out with confidence and rock your life.